Morning, everyone. Welcome to this Wednesday morning. And I'd love to, as always on a Wednesday, we go through our uh, Sunday preach sermon that was preached on Sunday. And this Sunday, we started a new preaching series called Life. We're looking at how do we live a life that's vital and um, full of fulfillment and obedient to what Jesus has called us to and effective for the sake of others and um, yeah, a life that actually counts despite the circumstance. Because unfortunately, it's too often that our lives track circumstance. When life is up, when circumstances are up, our lives are up and our lives kind of track it. And so um, we started this new preaching series called Life. And this week we spoke about life, um, living life by embracing new directions or newer, new places to go, new directions. I don't have to expand on that thought. And so we read from um, 1 Chronicles chapter 4, we read Jabez's prayer. I don't think I've ever preached from the prayer of Jabez before. But I'll read to you from verse 9. It says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. So this is 1 Chronicles 4, 9. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. Jabez called upon the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me. And enlarge my border, that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, so that it might not bring me pain. And so God considered Jabez, uh, when we spoke about on Sunday, keep saying that, but looking back, we, we said that God considered Jabez honorable because Jabez wasn't happy just to put up fences and go, this is me. You know, this is my inheritance that was left to me by my father, or left to me by um, my forefathers or someone else did all the work. And so I inherit that and that's me. I'm going to hold on. And there is something in the heart of God, friends, in all of us and in every season where God looks at us and he says that I'm going to ask you to give account of what I've given you. The parable of the talents where the guy who takes the one talent that he was given and buries it in the ground. And when his master comes back, he gives his master back one talent and he says to him, you know, I was afraid of you, so I didn't want to waste it. So here it is. And his master was angry with him. And it was a picture of, of, of God and the church. And God invests so much in the church. Jesus gave his life for the church. And there is a mission that God has for us. And I think there's a responsibility that we carry that is outside of circumstance. And I'm very careful how I say that because life has been hectic. You know, the last thing we need at the moment is some idiot standing up and forcing us and pushing us and telling what we must and mustn't do and telling us we're not doing enough. There's enough of that rubbish out there. I've seen seen a lot of it in the last while. You know, guys just flogging, um, flogging their people, whether it be business owners with their staff or you know, church leaders with other people, just kind of trying to force, force issues with people. This has got nothing to do with... Um, us trying to please man. This has to do before God, that God has not stopped yet. And I think it's, an, it's a profound revelation that if we understand that God is still on the move, God is still working, God's still ministering through us and to us, and he wants to minister, minister through us to other people. There's a profound understanding that we have a role to play in that. Now, we might not feel like we have the same freedoms we've had in the past. We might not feel we have the same space in terms of time or money or those kind of things. But God is still on the move. And God considers it honorable when we go, Lord, bless me and enlarge my territory. Lord, I want to grow. I want more influence, Lord. I want to be able to take what you've given me and be able to give it to more or extend it to more people. And it doesn't always look, the more doesn't always look like more money in the bank. More doesn't always look like more possessions. 
Oftentimes it doesn't look anything like that. Oftentimes the more is God will bring more people into our life or allow there to be more need around us. And that that's really tricky. And we've got the choice whether we're going to extend our boundary to include that need of others or just to put up our fences and go, let's just keep them out. And uh, we said on Sunday, one of the things that often has held the church back is this kind of misunderstanding that God says somewhere in the Bible that um, he'll never uh, give us more than we can handle. And that's 100% not true. The Bible says that he won't tempt us with sin beyond what we can bear, and he'll always provide a way out, 100%. But time and time again throughout Scripture, God always takes us beyond ourselves, beyond what we can bear, all the time. It shouldn't be humanly possible for us to accomplish God's kingdom plans on this earth without the power of God. If I feel like I'm accomplishing God's plans on this earth, but I'm doing it in my own strength, I'm nowhere near God's plans for my life. And I've come to see that, friends, that one of the things that's been so tricky about the season is we've had to lean on God so much. I need grace. I need patience. I need understanding. Uh, all these kind of things, which I think in the in the peaceful season, I don't feel like I need to lean on him so much. And so I'm a little bit more self-sufficient. And so one of the side effects of the world being in the chaos that it's in at the moment and some of the stuff that's been going on in the country is that um, we're more aware of prayer and we're more aware of leaning on God. And some of us are more frightened and some of us are feeling more uh, disconnected. And I think the the answer here is that and God really, and the positive, if I can say this, and I'm not saying that this is a great season by a long shot, but the positive is God's wanting us to come to him. He wants us to receive from him. And he wants us to be able to go out and accomplish what he's called us to do. He wants us to live honorable lives. And um, we finished off just talking about um, in the book of Psalms, we've read it, you probably said it at school a, a thousand times, but Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It starts off there, he leads me to sign green pastures, he restores my soul. And I'm like, oh, Lord. Thank you. That's me. But then he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And so there's this, okay, it's not just God's with me and he loves me and he makes me light up, but also the valley of the shadow of death is real. And friends, many of us have felt in this season with COVID and all these kind of things that we've walked through the valley of the shadow of death. Some of us have had incredibly close experiences. Some of us have lost loved ones. He says, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And some of us have felt persecuted. Some of us have opened our mouths, whether wisely or unwisely, and we felt persecuted and stuff's gone on and we feel like there's enemies around. And it finishes off, Psalm 23, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. And I think that's the key here, friends, with this thing. We, God is both the one, and we said this on Sunday, God is both the one who leads us into the desert, but also sustains us in the desert. He's the one who leads us into the storm, but then protects us in the storm. And we have to understand that his plans are higher than ours. His ways are more than ours. And we can't be these fair weather Christians that when everything's going peachy, you know, I, I give God lip service and whatever, but I'm not truly relying on him. But also we can't be those that just rely on God in the tough season, you know, on the other side where I'm just relying on God in the tough season. And, you know, when things are going bad in the country, everyone's praying, we're having these prayer meetings. Then when everything's peaceful in the country that we forget how to pray as a church. God wants us to be those that are always pursuing him. We will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And friends, forever starts now. And so can I encourage you that the way we live with our boundaries constantly being extended, with our borders being stretched, is by it starts off simply by going to God and saying, Lord, as for today, 
I'm leaving it in your hands. If you choose to stretch my boundaries today and it's uncomfortable for me, so be it, Lord, whatever you say. Lord, if today you're going to be working in me and I don't necessarily feel the stretch, but for now it's you want to work through me to love others or you want to consolidate something in my life, that's fine as well. Lord, if I feel like I'm a bit on the shelf and I don't feel like anything's moving, maybe that's the way God's stretching us, by nothing is moving. Uh, and it can feel like that. But to find the grace in God to say, Lord, you are both the one who leads me through the valley of the shadow of death and you anoint me in the presence of my enemies, but you're also the one who makes me lie down. The danger of not following Jesus, friends, is we can become those that always want to lie down by, in, in green pastures and we never accomplish anything, the ends that God has called for us. But also, the other dangers when we don't follow God, we can always find ourselves walking through the valley of the shadow of death because we're too stubborn to go lie, lie down in green pastures. It's incredibly important at the moment to keep our eyes on Jesus, keep our, 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 our um, mind and our thinking in the Word of God, in this over-information age. Lord, what are you saying to me? And I'm going to give myself, I want your voice to be louder than all the other voices. I'm coming after you, Lord. These all these new directions that you're calling me and the stretching of my, my ten pegs, Lord, stretch me. Because this they aren't new directions. If anything, they're the old directions to follow you, Lord, to be with you. So I hope that encourages you. hope that challenges you today. Friends, we cannot afford to be a church that's distanced from Jesus, especially not now but definitely not ever. Can't wait to see you guys on the weekend.